Hey there, welcome back. Glad you chose to join us today. I am Dan Parr, your Bible reading friend, and this is the Lord of the Storm podcast. Well, we are nearly there. We are reading Acts 23 today, and there's only 28 chapters in the book. So if you have a request for the next book that you'd like to go through with me, let me know. You can email the address I'll leave in the episode description. But you can go ahead and turn there now in your Bible. I'm reading from my easy-to-understand-and-read Bible, which is available on Amazon.com. We've got some mad sads today, and some Pharisees are sticking up for Paul. How does that happen? And a boy saves Paul's life by eavesdropping. Let's ask the Lord to bless the reading. Father, today we'll read about how you took care of your servant Paul. Help us to hear from you and to learn from you, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 23. Paul, looking intently at the council, said, Brothers, I have lived before God in all good conscience until today. The high priest Ananias commanded those who stood by him to strike him on the mouth. Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall. Do you sit and judge me according to the law and command me to be struck contrary to the law? Those who stood by said, Do you insult God's high priest? Paul said, I didn't know, brothers, that he was high priest. For it is written, You shall not speak evil of a ruler of your people. But when Paul noticed that half of the group were Sadducees and the other were Pharisees, he cried out on the council, Men and brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is because of my hope in the resurrection of the dead that I am being judged. When he said this, an argument broke out between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the crowd was divided. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, angels, or spirits. But the Pharisees believe in all of these. A great disagreement started, and some of the teachers from the Pharisees said, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let's not fight against God. When the argument got heated, the commanding officer ordered the soldiers to go down and get Paul and put him in the barracks, because he feared the crowd would tear him to pieces. The next night, the Lord stood by him and said, Cheer up, Paul, for as you have testified about me in Jerusalem, so you must testify also in Rome. When it was day, some of the Jews banded together and took an oath with a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 people committed to the oath. They came to the chief priests and the elders and said, We have taken an oath under a great curse to eat or drink nothing until we have killed Paul. Now, you and the council should tell the commanding officer that he should bring Paul down to you tomorrow and act like you want to understand his case more clearly. We'll stand ready to kill him when he comes near. But Paul's nephew, his sister's son, heard about the plan and came into the barracks and told Paul. Paul called for one of the guards and said, Bring this young man to the commanding officer, for he has something to tell him. So he took him and brought him to the commanding officer and said, Paul the prisoner asked me to bring this young man to you. He has something to tell you. The commanding officer took him by the hand and, going aside, asked him privately, What is it that you have to tell me? He said, The Jews have agreed to ask you to bring Paul down to the council tomorrow, like they are going to look more closely at his case. But don't give in to them, for more than 40 men are waiting to kill him and have taken an oath with a curse not to eat or drink until they have succeeded. Now they are ready, waiting for you to do as they've asked. So the commanding officer told the young man to go and ordered him, saying, Don't tell anyone that you have told me these things. He called two guards and said, Prepare 200 soldiers to go as far as Caesarea with 70 horsemen and 200 men armed with spears at 9 o'clock tonight. He asked them to provide horses and have Paul ride one so he could be brought safely to Felix the governor. He wrote a letter to the governor. From Claudius Lysias to the most excellent governor, Felix. Greetings. 
This man was seized by the Jews, and they were about to kill him, but I came with the soldiers and rescued him, having learned that he was a Roman. I wanted to know more about their accusations against him, so I brought him down to their council. I found him to be accused of breaking their law, but nothing worthy of death or prison. When I was told that the Jews were plotting on killing him, I sent him to you immediately, telling his accusers to also bring their case against him to you. Farewell. So the soldiers followed their orders and took Paul at night to Antipatris. The next day, the soldiers who were on foot returned to the barracks, but those on horses went on with him. When they came to Caesarea, they gave the letter to the governor and handed over Paul to him. After the governor read it, he asked what province he was from. When he learned that he was from Cilicia, he said, I will hear your case when your accusers also arrive. He commanded that Paul be kept in Herod's palace. So this is it. This is Paul's big chance to tell all the highest-ranking Jewish leaders in Jerusalem about Jesus. We know this was a huge deal to Paul because he told us in his writings that if it were possible, he'd be willing to give up his salvation so the Jewish people could be saved. So now here he is with the people who, if they listen and believe, will have the means and ability to lead their people into a relationship with Jesus. And all he has to do is get through this one sermon. And some of them just might allow their hearts to be touched by the Lord. So he starts his message, gets one line into it, and then gets punched in the mouth because the high priest didn't like what he said. One line, that was it. And that's the way it goes sometimes in our efforts to tell others about Jesus. We might have it all planned out in our head, what we're going to do, what we're going to say, and then before we can even really get started, we get shut down. Now, fortunately, most of us aren't being punched in the mouth because we're talking to unbelievers. Truth be told, most of us, and I'm the first to admit it about myself, but most of us aren't talking about Jesus that much to unbelievers. God forgive me of my cowardice and failure to witness more. But even when we do speak about Jesus to those who don't follow, rarely are we physically assaulted. More often, something comes up or interferes with our plans and gets in the way. Is Satan doing that? Possibly. He doesn't want anyone to hear about the good news. And like Paul, when that happens, we can get dejected because we feel either we have failed or the opportunity has passed. I believe that is what happened to Paul because that night the Lord visits him and tells him to be of good cheer because he is going to witness for him in Rome. And for Paul, that would have been seen as an incredible opportunity that he was thrilled to have. Even though it looked like his plans had all fallen apart, not being able to give a sermon to the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem, he was now going to be given an even bigger platform in Rome. While it may have looked that something bad had happened, God was able to work through it to bring about something good. God is not limited by the roadblocks the enemy throws up. He is not hindered one bit by an evil plan, even succeeding. But he simply accomplishes his plans another way. So today, if you are feeling that your plans for the Lord are falling apart or have been crushed, as Jesus said, cheer up. He is still on the throne and able to work in ways that you couldn't even imagine and give you a bigger and better plan than what you could even dream of. So that's what I took away from today's reading, and I hope the Lord uses it in your life to encourage you in whatever situation or challenge you find yourself in. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are not bound and hampered by what man or even the enemy does. You always have a plan, and you always will make a way to accomplish your purposes. So even when things seem like they have blown up in front of us and an opportunity has been lost, remind us of Jesus' words to Paul, cheer up. Your ways are higher than our ways, and your thoughts are higher than our thoughts, and no one can stop you. 
Lord, we talked about witnessing to unbelievers, and it's no secret, Lord, that many Christians, me included, rarely do it. God forgive us. The world needs to hear the truth. They need to know about who you are and your love for them. Give us those opportunities to tell them. Give us a burning desire to do so. And then open the doors and speak through us. Holy Spirit, we're relying on you to make it happen and to work through us to accomplish your purposes. Thank you, Lord, that we get the privilege of sharing the good news with others. Now help us to do it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. That will wrap up our time together today. But God is not done speaking to us. So I hope you will join us again next time so that we can hear what the Lord wants to say. Thanks for listening today. God bless.